Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we come to bless this holy week and those who will be saved by the message of the cross. Bless our Asian friends. Keep them from hurt, harm, and danger in the midst of persecution. We lift up those with diabetes this week. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Tomorrow's Good Friday, a day when Christians commemorate the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Before Jesus died on the cross, he spoke seven last sayings. Today, I want to examine the last words of Christ prior to his death. Luke 23 and 34 records, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. My Christian friends, Jesus teaches on forgiveness as he hangs on the cross. Think about it. He is asking Father God to forgive those who had just nailed him to the cross, the Roman soldiers. He is also asking forgiveness for Pilate, who had him whipped. He is asking for compassion for the Jewish leaders who falsely accused him. He is asking for mercy for the crowd who was mocking him, the same crowd that was cheering him earlier in the week. He also asked for clemency for Peter, who denied him three times, and the disciples who deserted him. He is asking for grace for you and I when we forget about all of his benefits towards us. Jesus set the example following his own words in Matthew 5:44, teaching, Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good for those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. The second saying is found in Luke 23:43, which says, Truly I say unto you, today you will be with me in paradise. Folks, there were two other real criminals who were condemned to die the same day as Jesus. While one criminal joined the crowd in mocking Jesus, the second rebuked the first. The second criminal asked Jesus to remember him when he comes into his kingdom. This shows that the criminal knew who Jesus was and he knew what Jesus could do. Jesus' answer assured the criminal that he would be joining my Lord in heaven. Friends, there is an ongoing debate about if baptism is required to be saved. The words of Jesus confirm that while this criminal did not get baptized, he was assured by Jesus that he would be saved. This deathbed confession shows that as long as there is breath in your body, you can be saved. It also shows that no matter what you have done, Jesus is able to forgive you. The next saying is found in John 19 verses 26 through 27. It reads, Jesus said to his mother, Woman, this is your son. Then he said to the disciple, This is your mother. My Christian companions, can you imagine the pain Mary must have felt to watch her firstborn son die a slow, agonizing death? Jesus called his mother woman at the beginning of his ministry at the wedding feast in Cana, which is found in John 2 verses 1 through 11. Jesus shows his love for his mother by arranging for John to take care of her after he is gone. The next saying of Jesus is found in Matthew 27 verse 46 which says, And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Ali, Ali, lama sabbathani, 
That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My friends, these words are quoted from Psalm 22 and 1, fulfilling that prophecy. The ninth hour is 3 p.m. on our clock. Although the Jewish day starts at sundown, the hours start at 6 a.m. Jesus does not address God as Father in this passage, but calls him God. I can imagine the anguish in the cry of Jesus, his voice filled with the pain of the preceding week's events. Jesus always had a connection with the Father. It is at this time that all of the sins of the world are poured out on the Savior. It is also at this moment that God's plan for redemption is fulfilled. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. My friends, the physical agony does not compare to the spiritual agony Jesus endured. He took on all of your sins and added all of my sins. And when he took on the world's sins, he became the perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God, the Passover, the only one who could satisfy God's punishment of sin. So now we don't have to pay for our sins. Payment has already been made in full. The fifth saying is found in John 19, verse 28. I thirst. My Christian companions, Jesus had not had anything to eat or drink since the Passover meal with his disciples. The combination of blood loss due to the scourging, the crown of thorns on his head, the walk down the streets of Jerusalem, and being nailed to the cross, all of these things are contributing to the physical suffering of Jesus. He was exhausted which was prophesied by David in Psalm 22 and 15, saying, My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death. My friends, David was not only a shepherd, a soldier, and a king, but he was also a prophet. He wrote Psalm 69:21, saying, And they gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Folks, after the soldiers nailed Jesus to the cross, they had to wait and let nature take its course. They brought with them watered-down wine to help pass the time. John 19.29 says, And they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it to his mouth. Now, if you'll recall, hyssop was used to place blood over the doorpost during the Passover in Exodus 12.22. The sixth scene is found in John 19.30, which reads, when Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished, and bowed his head and gave up his spirit. My Christian friends, this final act of accomplishment is the victory of Jesus, not his defeat. All of the prophecies about him were finished. There would be no further need for the sacrifices and ceremonies performed by the priesthood. Jesus had obeyed his Father's will to the end. God was satisfied with the payment for sin. The power of sin was also finished. Notice, he says, it is finished, not I am finished. The English translation of the Greek, it is finished, is the verb telestia, which means it is finished in the past, it is finished in the present, and it is finished in the future. Jesus did not leave anything undone. The last saying of Christ is found in Luke twenty-three forty-six, and it says, when Jesus had cried out in a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Jesus quotes from Psalm 31 and 5, 
and gave his life willingly. His life was not taken. These are the seven last sayings of Jesus from the cross. But as I open the podcast each week, great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. I say that because early Sunday morning after the crucifixion, the women came to anoint the body of Jesus to prepare him for burial. When they arrived at the tomb where he was placed, it was empty. Jesus would show himself only to believers after his resurrection. Now a choice must be made. Either you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God that was hung on a cross to take away our sins with his blood sacrifice, then raised from the dead by the power of God, or you don't. Choose wisely. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. We pray that those who do not know you in the free pardon of sin will accept you today. In the name of Jesus, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. Again, you may email us at hello at greatministries.org or write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048 or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.